0: is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast about what makes life worth living. I'm Julie and I'm Krista and on this episode we have a special guest.
1: Hi, I'm Luke, the reoccurring mystery guest. Today is our Earth Day special where we are talking about gardening and all things Earth Day.
0: Yes, I worked really hard to get this episode in, okay? (laughs) We were supposed to be on Fridays I do also like how it was our episode. Like, this is now a three-person <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, I don't know why that was in my line. I just read what was on the thing.
0: Right. You're just as much as a part of this as we are.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Minus the editing. <laughs> Watch me
1: become an absolute terror when it comes to horticulture. Uh,
0: We're ready for it.
1: Okay. I have been telling Julie that I, am um, ever since I have started back at school, uh... <laughs> and, well, and all of the fun things. You're
0: sassing me about plants I didn't put there.
1: (laughs) I I walked, I literally pulled up to Julie's yard and was already like, that's gotta go, that's gotta go. We gotta fix this, we're gonna prune that, all right.
0: Go at it, like, I've tried to kill a lot of these.
1: (laughs) I'm like, game plan, we're gonna make one and we're gonna, we're gonna take action on it.
0: Okay, so, the thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, Persona 5, just so everyone knows, is a 120-hour game, almost minimally. <laughs> I have now played this game two times, and I now want to play it again. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Please <laughs> help me. I have problems. You I need a new hobby, like gardening. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Cold open over. <laughs> Julie Julie segued already.
1: she said garden that's it (laughs) did you play Royale
0: yeah I I mean I I played the first one it wasn't Royale now I've played Royale and now I I pretty much want to keep playing it I don't know what's wrong with me I think now it's just stuck in my brain forever I don't know I don't
1: blame you (laughs) it is a great game
0: so now I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West and it's it's just it's not the same it's not filling the hole in my heart it's so good though i haven't played it it's so good though i haven't. Played I it. am enjoying the story it. i am enjoying it don't get me i'm not saying it like i'm not enjoying it it's just i think that i have now played like close to 300 hours of persona and it's just burned <laughs> into me holy hell
1: <laughs> <laughs> she has become persona five
0: Yeah, I'm now an anime person. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) By default now. Look, okay, one of the things I will say that really does crack me up about Persona, and then we can move on, is it's always about, like, hot teenagers. Like everybody who's in the group, there's no ugly person. They're just hot, which is just it just really cracks me up. Because it's like if you could create your own world, why wouldn't everybody be society or you know, whatever the uh, the thing Atlas is plugging at the moment. But it's like, no, they have to be attractive though. (laughs) That's important. That's fair. It is. If you could create your own society, why wouldn't everybody be hot? I didn't say everybody was hot. It's just the people in the main group. (laughs) The people that matter. Yeah.
1: And then everybody else doesn't really have their face detailed, so you can't really
0: tell. There you go. That's what the world really is anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Though I will say, Krista, you did say on the anime episode that you do like absurd animes. And what is more absurd than a hot group of friends going into a different reality fighting their teachers? (laughs) Question mark?
0: Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, Sucker okay, Punch, so but not really. <laughs> Here is okay. the other thing that really cracks Fuck me that up about movie. Persona, right, is I don't really like the story that much, <laughs> which is, is definitely weird it. for me, because I'm 300 a hours story person. Like, the story's not bad. It's just not very good, I guess is the way I would put it. There's definitely low points in the story. Like, especially towards the end. Because towards the end, it gets to a point where it's like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) What is the story anymore?
1: (laughs) It's like Bayonetta. You're just there for the pretty visuals and the music.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so that way I can live my life as a teenager in Japanese school system. (laughs) Fair. Who wouldn't want that? (laughs) I wish we got
1: stretch breaks here in America.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I do wish I was a Japanese school-age person. For some reason, they make it seem like it's the best.
1: I've heard it's pretty grueling.
0: Stop <laughs> reality. I've heard that's it's really I, intense. That's why they have to keep making these games and shows is because the reality is horrible. So they're like, let's daydream as if it weren't. <laughs> they're
1: like, you'll, you'll be hot, maybe. I don't know. Well,
0: maybe you have to daydream. About being a Japanese high schooler who also gardens on the side.
1: That seems like a very Japan thing to be.
0: <laughs> right. So is this how you started with gardening? Were you a Japanese schoolgirl who daydreamed about yes! things? <laughs>
1: Actually, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a schoolgirl
0: yet, but I,
1: little <laughs> did I know, <laughs> I was well on the path, <laughs> headed full steam ahead straight into that journey. But um, not
0: just a regular schoolgirl, a Japanese schoolgirl.
1: <laughs> a Japanese schoolgirl. You know, to be completely honest with you, uh, Japan is, like, one of the leaders in um, botany and in horticulture.
0: And also uh, Japanese like schoolgirls. But so also... all yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> I think they're not real Japanese schoolgirls unless they come from Japan, right? right. So I mean, it's, it's like champagne. <laughs> champagne. It's not really, it's not champagne, really champagne unless champagne. it comes from champagne. the Champagne region in France.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure when I was a schoolgirl, you wouldn't have called me a Japanese schoolgirl. That would have been weird. <laughs> maybe at heart. You know, to be completely honest, I don't
1: think I would have ever called anyone a schoolgirl.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Being square. No. <laughs> Am I going to be student?
1: Completely <laughs> real. you a student. Dude, I don't even think I would have called. Maybe I like I occasionally throw the word peer out there as a but I'm like person, Classmate. Yeah. Student. That I go yeah. to school with.
0: I don't I know. Guess a I word. I spend a lot of time calling people dudes and guys. And bruh. it's not it's not <laughs> anything. Like I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's like a good term to call a group of people other than dudes or guys. All of my friends we say bruh like really uh ironically and now it's just part of our conversation. So I literally get texts they're like bruh <laughs> like all the out.
1: Wow, and, and my friend group, we call each other sis. See?
0: This yeah. is the difference. The same, but opposite. Whoa. Same vibe, Whoa. every day. day. Yeah. Getting back to gardening and earth things. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we can act like plants. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Titanic, Kings our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Hello, welcome to Gardener's World. Where's April? Whilst the April weather can make fools of us all, you cannot now deny that spring is truly here. <laughs> so how did it start? I guess for both Luke and Julie, because you guys are both really into gardening, I'm kind of a noob. Just to throw that out there. Well, I already had my whole spiel about gardening, so now it's Luke's turn. Okay. To shed the light on the beginnings.
1: It's all Julie's fault.
0: <laughs> Shit. It always is.
1: I mean, to be... I do a lot. Yeah, to be completely... Actually, her and her mother's fault. Um, you mean
0: Monty Don's fault. <laughs> well, Monty Don's
1: fault. Yeah, it, yeah. Julie and I do this thing, and she does this thing with, like, a lot of people, so I guess it's, like,
0: not super It started special, with us.
1: But, yeah, it did start with us. Um... She does a thing where we'll like spend a weekend together and in May of last year, this is why it's kind of important to have that willpower. See, you overcome your obstacles. Um, we spent a weekend Memorial Day weekend of last year together and we had Studio Ghibli weekend where we cooked a lot of good food and we spent a lot of time outdoors. Um, I hung out with her mom and we talked about her garden stuff. And I think ultimately, so this was at a point where, I was working at Anthem. I was working in health insurance of all places. Uh, and I just wasn't happy. I was working from home and that was kind of all right, but I just wanted something different. And I wanted something that I felt was going to be fulfilling. And I wanted something that whatever it was that I did, that I was going to help make a difference. Um, you know, one of my, God, this isn't like going to make my parents sound awful. I swear to God, they're not that terrible. Um <laughs> Uh, so my dad and I, you know, we kind of go around. and, uh, he actually posed the question to me about like climate change and the environment and politics and stuff like that. He was like, what are you going to do about it? And that actually really played a big role in why I decided to get into horticulture. So I guess to clarify, Julie was the catalyst. Uh, My my dad (laughs) gave me the question to answer, and it all sort of just weirdly lined up. So I enrolled in school um, probably about a month after our weekend that we spent together, and I enrolled in sustainable horticulture. That's actually what I'm currently getting my degree in, uh, as well as I'm actually double majoring sustainable horticulture and landscape horticulture. Haven't decided if I'm going to get a third one for turf grass. Um, I don't really like turf, but <laughs> I get the point of it. Listen, I <laughs> the I, I told you I'm going to be a terror. The amount of information that I'm about to dump on you all, I'm so sorry, but just, the earth I needs just am it. Amazed so that
0: you can get a major in in turf grass.
1: Yeah, turf grass management. A uh, golf course management is like a really lucrative business, um, which okay. is kind of stupid because they like cut down a lot of trees, but don't oh, know grass is really cool i met um in one of my classes i met at...
0: i've not heard a nerdier statement in a while <laughs> yeah. grass is like really cool though <laughs> it is
1: cool but like you have to like understand grass
0: well before you move on too much with this i do want to kind of get like a basic definition out there can you describe what horticulture is like what it means oh, yeah. for somebody who might not know
1: the dictionary definition is the art or practice of garden cultivation and management so like the study of plants and then like the implementation of plants and a landscape which i guess i should also say that i am planning on going forward into botany um plant research is really what i want to get into and back to my why i got into it is because i do want to do it in an effort to fight climate change um i do have some sad facts i'm going to throw out at you (laughs) i am really sorry but it just comes with the territory uh however however, there is always like a silver lining like light at the end of the tunnel sort of mentality in this industry which is really cool um and where we live, believe it or not it's one of like the top horticulture areas and the world uh well not in the world I'd I say. say and what <laughs> I mean kind of actually kind of, I don't- Based upon certain things, but most definitely in America. Um, the program that I'm currently enrolled in, I don't know if I should say this, but it is uh, the like top. It's 14. It's like number 14 on the top list of schools for horticulture. Um, and the program is actually really intensive. You do have to get, I mean, I guess it's like not that crazy, but you do have to get like a 75 like overall, like a C. To pass the entire program. So like, if you like get a D or fail a class, you have to retake it. Um, It's very intensive, which is really neat. Um, It's like I feel like I'm like doing plant well surgery or something like that, like being a doctor, where they're like, no, you have to be able to pass this. Right. Um,
0: You have to be able to save that oak tree. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Do you know what iron chlorosis is?
0: Because I do now.
1: Um, Yeah. That tree is dying. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's, it is really crazy because, and I was telling Julie this, um, once you, you or one as an individual has their eyes open to like what species are out there and are able to like identify it, it's really kind of sad seeing all of the invasive species that are around in our area and not just in our area. So we went down to North Carolina as a school. Um, I competed in the NCLC, which is the National Collegiate Landscape Competition. Um, It's sponsored by like a bunch of people like Steele, John Deere, I mean like the big guys, Davy Trees, Bartlett Trees, all these people. Um, And that's actually, I'm wearing a Davy Davy Tree t-shirt that says trees are the answer because they are. Um, Also I felt it was appropriate for an Earth Day podcast
0: just not the invasive Uh, ones though
1: no no definitely not Um, those are the
0: enemy those (laughs)
1: yes those are the enemy though there is like a moralistic question i guess with like everything like if you were to like essentially commit genocide to a species like what does that do to uh listen
0: it's the give and take it's the idea of the same thing when you think of like a diet when you have some sugar it's like yeah if i have a small bowl of ice cream that's probably okay if i plant a couple of these trees that don't technically belong here yeah. sure but it's all about the control and like when people put bamboo in places i'm like you idiots Like so, you okay. can't control that like that's not all right okay.
1: so this is gonna be my first gotcha question and i am gonna mention it in like true passion for your passions podcast uh style segue um <laughs> <laughs> segue
0: <Segway. laughs> um
1: so Bamboo is not invasive. To here? To anywhere. What? So bamboo is not invasive. It's actually a misconception. Um, you can go to pretty much any horticulturalist and I will tell you this. And this is why. It takes about 100 years for any one bamboo species to produce a flower. And what happens is, is after it flowers, well, it puts all of this energy into flowering. And then the whole species dies off. So then it all goes to seed. So the way there are two technically two types of bamboo you have your um, runners and your clumpers so your runners are the ones that shoot out like rhizomes and they sprawl and then your clumpers which we have a native clumper i think it's a clumper If i'm not mistaken i could be mistaken um please don't judge me too much uh (laughs) kentucky river cane is native to the area um and it's it's pretty like dense it's pretty grassy almost uh, it still has, like, a true cane, and it still has, like, all the features of bamboo, but in order for something to be invasive, it is pervasive. Okay. It is pervasive. It is it is relatively an aggressive plant because it does spread pretty readily.
0: It's that and how much water it takes. So then it'll take water from the neighboring
1: It can, yeah. Plants. It can. Yeah. Um, it is a grass. However, they do use, in a lot of places, bamboo as, like, erosion control.
0: Yeah. Um, it
1: is one of the things, I mean...
0: Well the argument can be said for the erosion control is that a lot of our invasive species are that from where like they used we to be. were yes. mass like cutting things down and then they were like, I wonder what we could do to fix this. Let's plant kutsu and yes. honeysuckle. That'll no, control the erosion. And it's like, Why yeah. did you do this? Very so bad. Yeah, how unfortunately ammo honeysuckle. If something is invasive, because you know I think that there's a lot of different ways that you could look at this. Like you look at someplace Like, Japan or China or, you know, a place that has bamboo. It's all over there and it's fine. Yeah. Why is it not fine here?
1: So, um, well, it it is. But the thing is, when you classify something as invasive, one, it has to readily, like, seed. It has to be able to pollinate itself or be pollinated in some way and seed, like, aggressively. So, you're looking at things like the Norway maple mint can yeah mint can grow pretty readily out of control um bradford pear or calorie pear that's like the big one that you see amara honeysuckle um (laughs) which is bush honey well a form of a bush honeysuckle because there are many um you also have things like lacebark elm um that's or they call it like a chinese elm um almost parva (laughs) flora no wait that
0: sounds like a weird french like song like coming
1: in, just that warm like night where they're romancing someone. It's
0: definitely Parvifolia, I just or like a Um, Harry Potter spell. (laughs) Listen.
1: Okay, wait a minute. So funny funny thing, and tying back to your Teen Titans thing, so there so the thornless honey locust, right? Every time I say the name, like this is how I remember it, is from Teen Titans. Okay. (laughs) The name, the scientific name for Thornless honey locust, Gladitia, Triacanthos, Variety, and Nermus, and I would think of Raven from, <laughs> from Titans. Zendos. Literally, the way that I would say it is the same way that she would say, like, her spell. and Yes. And sometimes <laughs> <would> say triacanthos. <laughs> which is yeah. like, I mean, plant identification, it has to be really personal because there are like millions of species of plants out there, and we've only maybe named I want to say, like, somewhere around, like, two. No, I think it's actually, like, 900,000, if I'm not
0: mistaken. Well, now that you're getting all educated and whatnot, Unfortunately. my, like, gardening style <laughs> is very hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, our conversations entertain me in that way because I'll know something by its hillbilly name, and you sometimes won't, and you'll be like, oh, I know what that is, and you say this long name, I'm like, yeah, what I said. <laughs> like, that's It works the same way, and then with these invasive arguments where it's like, well, this is what I consider invasive. If it is a problem, like it's something like with honeysuckle, as much as it is invasive, yeah. I see it as like, not only does it have all these definitions that go with invasive, is it technically kills the other trees just because deer don't eat it. Like creatures won't eat it. And thus they eat everything else and it can't, it takes all the sunlight, takes all the nutrients and keeps taking over. And so it's just very funny that like, you're the educated one, and now I'm the hillbilly <laughs> with <Well, laughs> my, like, common names and stuff.
1: And that's, it, it is really interesting to talk about that because I, I think people are able to, um, people are able to see, like, I mean, obviously, people are able to see when something is a problem, um, and I don't think that they realize that, like,
0: how expansive it is.
1: How, well, not only how expansive it is, but, like, how in tune people are. So, like, you're right, deer don't really like to eat it, but birds eat it. Birds eat the berries so and then spread
0: more seeds.
1: And then spread more seeds. So birds eat the berries um of Amor honeysuckle, Loneresera maciai, just throwing the name out there. Um which is bush honeysuckle. And
0: It's like you're taking a test whatever. Like. Well, I'm
1: just like I feel like I need to throw it out there so that way you know. Like so the reason why you learn the scientific names is because they're that is the name of the plant. It is universal. Like I could go to Japan and I could say Lonessera macchi, and they would know that I'm talking about amor honeysuckle. If I say like bush honeysuckle, they're gonna be like, what the fuck I is that? Just imagine you like grabbing
0: about? someone and saying that, and they just stare. At like, you are like, Lonessera macchiai! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I will take like, you. <laughs> I will take you to man. the nearest honeysuckle.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, I guess anyone who's, (laughs) you know, like, in botany or in horticulture, they'd understand. Um, (laughs) but, uh, oh, so, lonus ramachii, amber honeysuckle, it, it does, in theory, there, there are, like, working theories that it actually does produce, uh, toxins in its roots. And that's what stops things from germinating so another tree that does that which they're this is kind of up for debate right now but black walnut trees
0: black walnut even the wood is toxic because Mm -hmm. there were people in the warehouses when they were processing the wood that would get cancers and get sick and they had to like get those loans out and yeah the walnuts like they tarnish the ground nothing grows around a black walnut
1: yeah you can get like some native species that have evolved with it will kind of grow and then obviously Turf. I mean, they turf just all doesn't.
0: look so sad, though. They're like, master. Yeah. Like, they're well, it kind off. of reminds me and of And that's vultures. an adaptation. Like when you have, because it... weren't you telling me that, Julie, that like vultures, when they have like a vulture tree, it just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it they have, have... They're like owls where they throw up instead of having like poop or defecation, they throw up. And so all the stomach acid starts eating away and killing the trees they nest in. Wow. Well, and so you get these weird vulture trees that they double kill. <laughs> oh, well, no. it's really weird and it bothers me a lot now because I don't know why, but the place where I work, there's this weird tendency that every once in a while, a ton of vultures will show up. Like, it'll be like 20 vultures. And <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> not like at my work, but it's like near my work. So when I'm driving home, I'm like, I am very frightened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. we had a vulture tree and i was just like oh god damn it like they're gonna kill everything it was all right on the cover like front of my woods and then i have a uh, generation after generation we get these red-tailed hawks mm-hmm. she was fucking mad she chased every single one of them off like get the hell out of here i bet was I <laughs> yeah. aggressive so we've been talking about all these invasive species and like more specifics but to the common person what are what are some of the things you want to, them to know
1: Okay. Um, well, first of all, being able to identify the species is probably the most important thing. Um, if you are currently driving in the Midwest, or probably pretty much anywhere, and you notice that there is a lot of white trees. A beautiful
0: flowering tree! <laughs> yes, a
1: lot of beautiful flowering white trees along the interstates, probably your private residence, roads... Um, that is most likely, because I doubt that it's, uh, your magnolias, that's most likely calorie pear, or Bradford pear. Um, it is an Asiatic pear tree, um, the scientific name for it is, uh, Pyrus calleryana. See, that just
0: sounds aggressive, or like Rihanna, it's a pirate. Kind of. Well, the, <laughs> the pear that we eat
1: is Pyrus communis.
0: hmm The common pear. Yes, the common pear.
1: Um... <laughs> So, See, I
0: got learning. I got learning. Yeah, people, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it I told makes you, I'm me a, a common pear. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what, <laughs> it's it's common. the pear
1: for the poor folk. Yeah, it's,
0: that's what we not have. Not that, as that fancy pear. Asian pear. <laughs> yeah, not no. the Asian pears here.
1: Well, you don't really even want to eat the pear off of the calorie
0: pear. No. Well, no. D- wait, do you in in Asia do, do they call it an Asian pear? That's this yeah, tree the that that's called it. an Asian pear, or is it a common pear to them?
1: No, well, I got. They well, don't call it, it a common be. pear,
0: but no, it's based on the name as well. That's why I said the common pear because of how the Latin goes with it. Theirs is like I don't know what theirs is called though. So um, the, I don't know the scientific name. I guess I should say I'm
1: not sure because there are like I mean I guess it depends on the variety or the cultivar. Plus, I don't we don't really want to grow that. So the calorie pear, unfortunately, is like it's kind of akin to like Frankenstein's monster. Um, it's doing what it's doing, and that's what oh yeah i can't say that <laughs> <laughs> i will butcher that word um we I have, have to have what
0: an asian pair is called and it's, it's, it's like nothing like n-
1: nisa jiki
0: it's something asian <laughs> I'll yeah, tell that much. yeah. well no like the species name like he was saying like you can go to another botanist and it's the exact same name yeah. mm-hmm. so like there's just sounds really asian <laughs> yeah <laughs> well asian pair
1: It's like, you know, the periodic table of elements, right? So you can go to somebody and you can say like, this is nitrogen, and they're gonna be like, right. Right,
0: (laughs) that's not called anything else. (laughs) They're
1: like, it's definitely, I mean.
0: So every time you talk about this, this just reminds me, I saw this meme or something recently where it was like talking about this guy who he studied ancient Greek or something, and he was in Greece and he didn't know modern (laughs) Greek. So he was at a hotel, and they were like, oh, I need to stay at this hotel for another night, but he didn't know how to say it. So he, like, went to his old textbook and, like, pulled up an old story of, like, this thing where it was, like, Jason asking somebody, like, that he needed to stay at a hotel. And he gave it to the lady, and she was like, okay, but (laughs) did she let it stay. I just imagine (laughs) it being like that, like, you're in Japan, and you're like, I this... And somebody's like, "Oh,
1: okay." <laughs> They're like, "All right, why are you speaking Latin?" But okay.
0: Like, I guess we got the same lines going.
1: Exactly.
0: Take me to this tree. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, it it is nice to have that that commonality. Granted, I'm sure that there are plenty more. You know.
0: There's other things. Language probably barriers. Talk about. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, if
1: I do go to Japan, you know, plants are definitely one of the things I don't want to see. Um, you know what else I learned? So the, going off of the name thing, um, not to tangent too far, but like pothos is pothos, and bonsai is bonsai. <laughs>
0: Everybody could be ashamed now. And I
1: literally it's I I get not like chastised. Also, I do want to say, so everybody calls it a tulip poplar, but it is not a tulip poplar. It's a <laughs> tulip tree because it's actually in the magnolia family. It's not in the pop populus family with like the aspens and the poplars. So I just want to put that out there. Um, I've had people <laughs> correct me many times for saying it, um, yeah. but I mean, people still I will die. Tul- <laughs> people will still call it tulip poplar. However, you can eat. Um well drink the nectar from the tulip poplar flowers. Yeah. Tulip tree flowers. Ha, ha,
0: ha, ha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my crowning achievements. Is Krista was like, Julie, there's a tree on my street and I really like it and I don't know what it is. And I went, Bet you right now I know what it is because of the blooming time. And I was like, I bet it's a tulip poplar. She's like, I don't know. And we go up on my like, bitch, it's tulip poplar. <laughs> like, You're like, I knew it. it. <laughs> yeah. I knew was their blooming time, and she's like, Yeah, it's these weird flowers. I was like, Yep. <laughs> I will <laughs> say poplar. that for me. Half of what has gotten me into plants has either been, A, the amount of trees that are in my neighborhood. Because I don't, I don't really understand what is up with my neighborhood, but they like to fucking grow trees. (laughs) Nice! Because there's, like, almost any kind of tree that you can think of in my neighborhood. I don't, they just really grow trees here. (laughs) Um, But then, also, I think, I mean, again, some of it's from Julie, and it'll just be, like, me coming across a plant and it's like well I'm gonna try to plant this in my crappy garden because I have I keep saying this I have this terrible garden on the side of my house I need to fix it and it's inst- apparently instead of fixing it all that I do is I just keep putting random crap in there <laughs> and I'm a like I wonder ground. if it'll grow
1: <laughs> Hey you know what that's like the best way to learn though the thing is is any good horticultural oh my god horticulturalist <laughs> will tell you or even a botanist you're going to kill a plant like it's just going to happen you're going to kill them it's going to happen like my personal weakness is succulents for the (laughs) love of god i if i could keep a succulent alive i would be the proudest person on this planet i can like i have some pretty like pretty intense house plants um perfectly fine like perfectly fine like super sensitive things things that would like like carnivorous plants which are super picky about like what their soil matrix is like what it, it's just but like a succulent i like forget about it for way too long everyone's like oh you just like forget about it and water it every once in a while and i come back like three months later and i'm like oh yeah you're dead <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'm like, too my long. <laughs> and so i just like and it's funny because like i do actually i do have that one succulent from you that has magically stayed alive and i don't know how the hell it has i literally it's it's in like the, so the pot has no drainage hole and i think that that's like why it's still alive um because like i'll just like pour a bunch of water in there yeah, and then you're I'm good like,
0: for a month though. all right goodbye um
1: or aloe i guess aloe is technically a succulent uh it's a
0: very forgiving succulent. but it is try and kill yes. me <laughs> i have like
1: 700 pups that have come off of that thing and i'm like i don't I know i finally
0: like got something. mine to stop breeding i'm like yeah you suffer now <laughs>
1: I'm, like, right, <laughs> you're done
0: <laughs> stop it woman like, um
1: but I'm always I'm just like hi I like the way that they look but no one is ever allowed to give me a succulent again because I just feel like I'm... I gave
0: you a rare desert black rose you killed it didn't you no I think that's the one it's that's in like that that's blue pot one. that's the one I gave you in the like glass geo
1: thing no it's dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go I'm sorry I can't I don't know what my problem is I can't is.
0: keep a uh, string of pearls alive
1: oh yeah cause I'm
0: like they're so pretty fuck <laughs> like, my string they're... of hearts is actually doing really my string
1: of hearts lives.
0: Yes, um, I think all of anyway. my bushes keep dying. I don't know why. It's like every time I have a bush, it just dies. Okay. Did your smoke bush die? <gasps> my smoke bush is still fine, but it's like every other bush keeps dying, <laughs> and I really I don't understand why. Smoke but... bush is smoking them out. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: listen, that <laughs> don't is a phenomenal not smoke no, bush. No, <laughs> I was about to say that is a phenomenal plant. I love it. Okay, so that's catinus. That's the genus, and then um,
0: that sounds like a Greek. Like, hold on, I have to. It's catinus.
1: Catinus. C O T I N U S. Catinus. Like so close
0: co- to your highness, but with a really harsh consonant.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna mispronounce this, but its species name is it's like Cogigria. Um, it's like C-O-G-G. now you're a barbarian. The <laughs> I mean, way you're
0: saying Cotinus. that is definitely Cogigria. the hillbilly way.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. The thing is is I can like if I can like point to it and say this is katinus something, somebody will be like, All right, I got it. Yeah, I got it. You're That's good. Close enough, bro. Um But no, Katinus is a really great plant. They get really, really pretty and super wispy in the winter and they're really fun. Um, their flowers are really cool. Uh yeah, no, it's I like try ten, to push out of 10. Snow. It's actually it is a really good plant to grow here. Um it definitely is something that I would I would try to continue to invest in.
0: I think my whole gift. thing is, is I just want all the plants that are super colorful, you know, the bright yellow. I, I really still want my um, sacrificial Japanese maple. I'm looking forward to that it. That blood red one. Okay,
1: but I will have to say, after listening to the gardening episode, you are not allowed to have that red bush. Krista, that red bush. That is uh, winged a lattice. That's burning bush. That is an invasive species. That's what I
0: said oh, no. You That's did say it's burning bush. You did say it,
1: but you're not allowed to have it. It's very <laughs> bad. It's very invasive. No, not I don't not. actually I actually don't think that they sell it anymore, or if they don't, they're not supposed to or if they do, they're not supposed to rather. Um, like
0: well she got the fire willow. Well, can't I yeah, have the sacrificial Japanese it.
1: maple though? You can have a Japanese maple. You are allowed to have that. Okay. You should get the um the half moon one. The half moon
0: one's green.
1: Um, they have a red cultivar. Did they? Yeah. I've
0: only seen it green. Um, I want
1: one. But they're really cool. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, like They're like more rounded leaves.
0: instead of the lacy. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: okay. They're really cool. See, I know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, there is a plant for every location, but I, I think you have to pick the right plant for the, the location. Um, man has been very. Uh,
0: Flagrant. <laughs> well, I was going to say
1: insistent on putting things where they don't necessarily belong. Well, just look and
0: at the... If you see that in birds, too, like with the starling. Fuck mm-hmm. starlings! Yeah, and starlings it's like, are bad. They shouldn't have been here. Never should have been Certain
1: here. squirrels are also bad. Squirrels are invasive. I don't... I'm not really
0: man of squirrels. Man just going around with their plants. Planting <laughs> Shut <up>. like fucking <laughs> savages. Yes! <laughs> fucking hey, savages! The
1: man's going around planting plants. Did y'all... Oh, well, I can't say this. <laughs> i'm like never mind yeah so i guess we can talk about how i work at an arboretum that was a really interesting opportunity that i fell into because of school and i will say with my initial start into you know the world of plants i was never really a big fan of like woody plants i didn't really care about woody plants um i mean i guess i did like when i would like hike and stuff like that i'm like oh that's a cool looking tree uh but now i'm like holy shit Give me some fucking woody plants. Like, our vegetable <laughs> plants are cool because you have, you know, your annuals that are pretty, but most of them are patented plants, so you can't really See, do anything with them.
0: With me, it was all about woody plants and tomatoes.
1: <laughs> and tomatoes <laughs> are cool. It's
0: my jam. Um, nightshade. Well, but now well, you like so tulips, So, Did you know? Right? What? Tulips Tul- do. Bulbs. Yeah. bulbs. The bulbs.
1: Okay, fun fact about that? tulips. Did you know that it crashed the Dutch economy? Yes,
0: I did. It literally,
1: <laughs> and there was like there was a whole period that was called tulipomania.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to cut it from the gardening episode. No. <laughs> I have to my details. Yes, it was like uh, everybody wanted all these tulips. Like that one has a vein. Ten thousand yes, pounds. Yes, it crashed, it the, crashed like, the economy. Yep.
1: Yeah. So oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. even leave that in here. to like.
0: As a, you, yeah, there's a whole book on, like, the uh, Botany of Desire, where they talk about, like, Julie, how plants have evolved
1: through yes. humans, like, yes. cultivating
0: them and moving them. The tulips are, like, one of the huge ones that's, like... Tulips, we,
1: apples, potatoes, and marijuana. Yeah,
0: it's like, I guess you evolved to have us love you, and now you're everywhere. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, we... Uh, did you watch the documentary, The Botany of Desire?
0: No, I read it when I was way too young. Uh, you should watch it.
1: The <laughs> documentary, funny. you can find it... I think it's, like, a PBS documentary, but... We watched it in botany. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um which is where I learned the, the tulipomania thing.
0: Um Well
1: Wow before Full Circle. Getting
0: yeah. close to the end of this episode, I do see that we have some fun facts. So I didn't want that to get completely cut, Are there any but maybe besides uh how tulips ruined the Dutch economy. <laughs> That's a fun you fact can tell
1: us about fact. <laughs> So um these kind of aren't fun facts they're kind of sad
0: facts (laughs) they're just facts these are the (laughs)
1: horrible truth facts
0: here's the horrible truth thank you Al Gore
1: you can't handle the truth um but they they do need to be said and I think it is very important to kind of understand this so I didn't really get to talk about soil microbes uh soil is very important just point blank um if you have any questions because I don't want to talk too much about it but you should definitely check out Um, regenerative agriculture, super cool, super cool topic. The Soil Health Institute, um, they have a YouTube channel. You can go find them. They have a really great one hour long documentary, 10 out of 10, I recommend it. Um, It's all about essentially using like cover cropping and making sure and maintaining plant health as a form of like pest resistance. So you're not actually like spraying with chemicals. You're not using pesticides. Um, You're just trying to have a healthy plant and healthy soil and by using those practices through regenerative agriculture, um, the plant will naturally defend itself. An unhappy plant is what attracts pests.
0: That's, I tend to do that with companion planting. Mm -hmm. I like, I really like the idea of companion planting that plants are meant to grow together and have a system, so like for example, people who don't understand the whole idea behind companion planting is I grow peppers and basil together Mm -hmm. and basil keeps a lot of the pests that like peppers off of them because they don't like basil and I do the same thing even when I'm beekeeping. I'll do mint around the edge of the hive because ants hate it. They won't go near it. And so even if your plant is weakened, if you have these other components strengthening it and keeping it healthier, that works a lot better than trying to put pesticides down. Because you're trying to help the plant life and the life in the area. You don't want to punish anything because you wanted a tomato.
1: Definitely. And it can create resistance within different species. So, you know, it might not work so many years down the road they'll just become resistant to it um but soil health is super important if you're planting anything i highly recommend you get a soil test of whatever location um it's like 25 bucks you can send it out to wherever you live i'm sure there's like a soil institute um essentially they like burn the soil and they find out like it's all the minerals that are in it the 17 (laughs) elements that are important for plant growth
0: sorry i just thought of like Doctors from the 1700s where they're like, you got ghosts in your blood. And so I thought <laughs> the same thing with soil. It's like, there's ghosts in your soil. It's, it's burn it. it. <laughs> Is that what's wrong with my side garden? Yeah, it's haunted by that frog it's that haunted. you keep trying to find. Well, it's because um, of that frog. <laughs> it's that stupid frog. It was a totem. Probably.
1: <laughs> it leashed a lot of plastic chemicals into your, uh, you into your thing. Do you, do you live in like a neighborhood, like a subdivision?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay um
0: evil soil. <laughs>
1: well, and, and I was about to say it's probably your soil to be completely honest. So,
0: um a lot of
1: soil that's in subdivisions is usually really terribly compacted.
0: Yeah, um, they scrape the topsoil off. They
1: scrape the topsoil off and then they bring in topsoil from other places to like fill it in. Um so honestly, I would recommend you, Krista, getting a soil test <laughs> to kind of figure out what you need. Um because that really would end up helping.
0: Cold open for the next episode. My t- I, soil test proved I have ghosts. I, <laughs> I recommend you, Krista, burn <laughs> that garden down. Burn <laughs> the shit down. Burn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, you don't have burn. any hyperaccumulator plants. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. At this point, I just figure if I just keep putting plants in there, something's going to happen. All the decomposition yeah, of you know all the plants dying would be better soil. Yeah. There you go. Yeah,
1: that is, that, you know, in theory, that should work. Um, it might take, like, a while. Uh, <laughs> years. Which brings me to my fun fact. Um, so, only about 7% of the earth's soil is arable, meaning we can grow in it. This is a this shed of tear moment. Um, It is estimated that by 2050, we will have to up our agricultural production by about 70%. Uh, However, we have destroyed most of our arable soils um, via urbanization and suburbanization, specifically. Um,
0: Yeah, Krista.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean it some point but. (laughs) It it is true. Suburbs have really kind of done a number on ecosystems. Um, And spoiler alert, soil is a non-renewable resource within our lifetime. It does take approximately 100 years to uh, create a dime's worth, like literally a dime, of arable soil. And a lot of that comes from the breakdown um, of whatever matter and the buildup of humic acid or humus. Not humus, humus. Don't eat humus it's <laughs> acid People. um it's gonna taste like crap uh <laughs> and but death. <laughs> and death um but humic acid is what gives plants its nutrients um and it's important for cation change capacity uh, that could go into a whole, whole
0: so everybody world. needs to buy up country land and put a bunch of topsoil down and then wait 100 years and die and then well, oh, maybe God. not.
1: You just buy the land and then try to, you know, fix it. So no-till practicing is really important. Don't disturb your soil. Don't compact it. Um, don't <laughs> let it erode. I mean, it's a lot of don'ts. But the thing is, is the, you know, soil is really where it starts. Like, the earth. Like, you, you can smell good soil. Like, it doesn't smell bad. Like, if you take a handful of soil, like, you can taste it. Like, people who grow grapes for wine eat their dirt. Yeah, because weirdo. that's where the flavor comes from. Um, so soil is super important. You want to make sure that you really take care of that soil, especially the microbes and the little biome that lives within soil. And
0: However, also do your soil a favor when you buy this, like, garden and you live there with your multi-generational family and plan your death accordingly so you can die <laughs> in the soil. In the best spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yes. the bones. <laughs>
1: exactly. Don't put a bunch of formaldehyde in your body. That's a conversation yeah. that's for another, another That's another conversation. <laughs> um. However, I will say I do want to segue into another point that is kind of also sad. So earthworms, um, specifically in our area and in most areas, earthworms, uh, red wigglers, wrigglers, and nightcrawlers are invasive. Uh, they did not they did not live here, so where we are uh, used to actually be covered by a glacier.
0: Yeah.
1: Um like tens of thousands of years ago. And therefore, worms did not live here.
0: Oh my so what gosh, happened is the after worms the glacier. <laughs> What? where the worms where the come worms? from? Um,
1: well, people. So. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, 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 okay. So
1: I'll they came the from other areas.
0: <laughs> they, came they just from, put them in their
1: pocket. Yeah. So they came from other areas. Mostly, I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like plains areas. Um, but forests specifically should not have worms in them, and they do. So the reason why they're bad for the forest ecosystem is because they break down The leaf matter and the plant matter way too quickly and and then what happens is is the soil in the forest is no longer fertile to sustain new germination um so if you are going to buy worms please either dispose of them properly or don't buy them at all or if you are using them for compost because they are good for compost um like earthworm castings are phenomenal but um, make sure that they're contained like if you go fishing don't throw your bait out in the river don't throw it out you know wherever you're at because you're just contributing to um, an to endless problem an <laughs> endless problem and like the thing is is like there's so many worms like you're not you know we're not going to do anything about that like we probably won't even be able to do anything about uh bradford pear or amber honeysuckle but if you see it and you are able to take it out um like I will say honeysuckle there's a thing it's called a honeysuckle popper it's a specific tool that you can literally, it's kind of like a crowbar type shovel, mm-hmm. and you put it underneath the tap root of the honeysuckle, and it literally pops it out of the ground.
0: Yeah, we're doing, what we do is we uh, chainsaw them to the ground, and then we paint them with this, like, condensed pesticide, so instead of it spreading like or whatever, it's, like, paint. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's so it's, like, paint, we put it on the top and kill it, but we mm-hmm. leave the brush for all the creatures to, like, nest or do whatever they want through the winter, and then we pull it out and burn it in the spring.
1: Yeah. Just make sure it doesn't have fruit on it.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, because then it will just grow.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. We do it before they fruit. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, nope, bitch. You um, did. No fruiting.
1: Yes. And that, you know, that's a, just being able to identify and remove if you can. Um, and then also planting for pollinators is a really big thing. Uh, so you do want to make sure honeybees are great. They're fantastic. But technically,
0: they're not native. They are not <laughs> native. They are to European. The US, we
1: really. ship them in. Um, they're phenomenal for almond production. Uh, that's kind of like what the main use of them is for. However, there are other pollinators out there in your native areas that are very important. So everybody talked about the bees and yes, we do need to be uh, cognizant of the bees. We also need to be cognizant of the beetles, the flies, and other bugs. So solitary pollinators, um, like even like the carpenter bee or, you know, your bumblebee, they don't live necessarily in hives well maybe no they don't
0: live in long-term hives they don't sustain through winter they migrate
1: yeah um and they actually pollinate more than
0: wasps are a huge pollinator for very specific plants Mm -hmm. and things and technically most wasps don't attack you people are thinking of yellow jackets and hornets which are invasive they're german (laughs) fucking (laughs) stupid hornets (laughs) they're bad i will
1: never forget the time that you told me that you were sitting outside a uh, your beehive because it was being attacked, and you were just like killing what was it, Yellow Jackets <laughs> yeah, it was one yellow by jackets. one? <laughs> yellow Jackets one by one, and yeah, you were just, just like, like crying. You're
0: like, No, <laughs> my bees! <laughs> it was hours of this raid. Oh my god. <laughs> just, like, popping them, oh fuckers. Yeah. I call it their Valhalla period because Yellow Jackets, they don't live through the winter, the queen goes and hibernates. So then in the fall, they have this period of just like, I'm gonna die soon. And my hive is gone. I'm just gonna go pill- rape and pillage, and that's what they do. So it's like their Valhalla period, fuckers. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill um, the hornets. Save Kill the bee. Hornets. Kill the hornets.
1: Yes. I had another fun fact, but uh, it seems to have eluded me. Um, this episode is very different from our Harry Potter episode.
0: Is. It's very, <laughs> <The smell>. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you know, if you want to finish out the episode by, you know, shitting on our podcast, you're welcome to do that. <laughs> That'd be a what? good little <laughs> shit on the podcast. Never. We had an episode about podcasts, and now you're gonna be like, now as an outside listener, this is what I think of your podcast. I don't know.
1: I definitely, I definitely enjoy it. Like, um, there.
0: Even mean, if you weren't my friend, do you well, think
1: that's you what. Well, it? that's what I'm like. I, I do think that even <laughs> if I wasn't your friend, I would enjoy it. Maybe there are some things that I'm kind of whatever about. Like, personally, I didn't really care about the Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: episode. Sorry, Krista. That's everyone. <laughs> like That's a I know, big hitter. That's I know. hundred listens.
1: I know. I've heard. All
0: the other ones are, like, under two <laughs> touches.
1: And I, like, I don't know why, but, like, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't like it, but I don't really care for Yu-Gi-Oh! I think I did when I was younger, but now I'm just gonna.
0: I, um, I but, don't you know, honestly guys... know why so many people are into it. Yeah, I, we don't understand. I, I we don't just get it. Be a filler. Don't know.
1: Maybe <laughs> it there's just happens. not a lot of Yu Gi Oh content out there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Um,
0: well, you like the super fights. So I do really. <laughs> yes, I do
1: really like the super fights. And if anybody listens to this episode, which I hope they do because there's a lot of information that I just dumped on all of you listen to the Super Fights episode, because I think it is definitely one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I was cackling in class listening to this while drawing landscape designs, and people were looking at me like I was insane, but the game, I think, was a lot of fun, and I think it's... I don't know. I just think it's original content. I haven't really listened to a podcast that's done something like that, per se. Um, I've seen them, like, play games, but not anything like that. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Well,
0: I think to officially round out this episode we've kind of gone over you know what we think you should do or what you can do to help the environment and a lot of its little things it sounds huge like it sounds like you're taking on the planet when really we're just asking you to look in your yard or your parents yard and go hey that shouldn't be here yeah and have those kinds of thoughts and try to answer these questions of what does that do how does that impact if i can help Just think of plants as more like entities. Don't think of them as just background or randomly there. Oh,
1: no, they're alive.
0: They're alive. Like, think of them as, like, what is it doing to the environment? Is it good? Is it bad? Does it need help? Does it need to be taken out? Having those conversations with yourself, with your family, with your friends, who have property, because not everybody has a yard necessarily, but you can have those conversations. Just keep your eyes open to that. And, I mean, there's always the conversation of recycle and do all these other things, and it's really tangible. It doesn't feel like it's doing a lot, but it's putting all these steps in place and you can always just keep going and keep looking. But is there anything either of you would have to say like to help the planet or to help the environment or even just have an interest in gardening like just a last tidbit?
1: Um, well, if you like to be outside, I would recommend just exploring it. It's very meditative, it's very peaceful. It really puts you in the moment and I think that's why I really enjoyed it. I always been like a go 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 checking off my to-do list type of person and in this industry um which really needs good people um like good helpers but in this industry it it's one of those things where you kind of have to take a step back and you do have to wait um the saying is slow to grow slow to show so you know you can plant a plant and you might not know for months even years if it's going to die like it might do its thing and you might be like all right whatever but it's just take your time, um, you know, respect yourself and be kind to yourself when you're gardening. Like if you kill something, if you kill a house plant, don't like beat yourself up about it. You're going to do it. Everybody's got to learn somehow. And you just got to keep trying. I mean, you know, the, the planet, the, the fact is, is the planet will find a way to heal With itself.
0: With or without us. <laughs> With or without us,
1: it will heal itself. That That's just, it's it's going to do what it's going to do. And either we can be a part of it or we can you
0: know, be, the be, be the problem. <laughs> and I think,
1: you know, nobody really wants to be the problem. So Plus,
0: I will say from my perspective, it is very nice when you do actually plant a plant and then it comes up. It's There's something uh, because my daffodils. Your daffodils. <laughs> my daffodils came up. Um, and I actually, I replanted some hydrangeas uh, last year because my mom had them and she was like, fixing her land so they were gonna get cut down or whatever so i took them to my house and they came back up and, and i was like oh my gosh they lived i did it i did it so i've been kind it of happy exciting. about that
1: definitely and you should be proud of yourself i think that that's you know it is a really exciting moment when you're able to do something like that and you are even with just little daffodils you are helping the environment I mean, they photosynthesize photosynthesis is the basis of all life
0: and just you wait and just you wait how much i'm going to help the environment with my sacrificial blood japanese maple
1: do it it's going to add a lot of value <laughs> to your house
0: yeah that's it's one of the few plants that actually adds technical landscape value to your house yeah Because all other trees are, like, considered a possible danger or problem or, like, pruning issue, but since they grow so slowly, they add value to your house, which is why tons of houses have them. Like, thousands of dollars.
1: (laughs) Like, you can really increase your market value with some good plants.
0: There you go. That's why your whole suburb is like, uh, Japanese maples all around, because we need to increase the value of this house.
1: It's probably true. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to do it. Um,
0: And wear gloves, because things are sharp and scary and stuff. (laughs)
1: Don't plant knockout roses. Those are stupid.
0: Yeah, they're very dumb. Go get you some English roses, like a real gardener would. And don't
1: plant tree roses because those are also stupid. They're basically still
0: pick. just regular roses. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Just rapid fire advice. <laughs>
1: okay. Do not meatball. Do not and top- topiary. That's stupid. It's gonna kill the plant, and that's part of the reason why we have boxwood blight. Do not top your trees. That's stupid, but also don't plant your trees under things that are they're gonna have to be taught, like power lines and cable lines.
0: Don't over prune and don't prune out of season. Don't
1: over prune. Follow the three D the it's the three D's. Dead, damaged, and diseased. You are allowed to prune those things, but you should prune no more than 25% of a tree at any given time. Do not lion tail prune your trees. That means like pruning all the branches up until the end so they look like lions. Don't do that. That's bad. You're gonna kill your trees. They're gonna fall over.
0: Don't like, grow any ivy outside, you bastards.
1: Don't grow English <laughs> ivy. However, the variegated stuff where we live, it doesn't go to seed. Like it doesn't oh, okay. um I mean it, it still takes it, over it your could. goddamn
0: house. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so it kind of depends. If you have a more modern house, you should be fine, but if you have like a house that was like built in the eighteen hundreds, don't do it
0: because it's It'll gonna take it destroy out. it. Yeah, it's a an And um, as much as everyone loves wisteria, it requires a lot of
1: Japanese wisteria. You can grow American wisteria. That's wisteria uh, frutescens. Do not, do not plant wisteria floribunda. Which That's is the one everyone generous. wants. That is the one with the long panicles, but the one, the American wisteria is um, really pretty as well. It's just small.
0: It's and nobody particular. cares about it. Everybody wants the big yes. dramatic Japanese ones. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: what else? Do not plant another goddamn calorie pair. Uh, we will
0: find you. I we will, will take you out your family. I <laughs> will hunt you down. Those stupid fucking pears. Um, can I can I grow a bush? bleeding heart? Is that okay? Bleeding hearts are fine. Dicentra is like native to the area. Yeah. Okay.
1: If you want some good bushes, you should look into Carolina allspice. Uh, you should look into um, uh, spice bush. That's a native one. Um, you could look into, I think here, I mean, in other areas it might be an issue. Um, but here you could technically grow nandina, which is heavenly bamboo. Um, I would just be careful. You could definitely grow hydrangeas; those are very great plants. Um, you could grow red twig dogwoods and yellow twig dogwoods; those would be great for you, Krista, because you like the color. Um, all you have to do is prune out the old canes because they don't. Look well, she so
0: also wants for Cynthia.
1: Definitely grow Forsythia; great plant. Yeah, it's 10 that bright yellow one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. could
1: grow either Ann Magnolia or Magnolia stellata, the star magnolia, because they're kind of more bushy. They smell.
0: There are so many well, magnolias not in this state, but the state just below us. It's like dozens of types of Magnolias because we went uh, zip lining. And I was just like, that's Magnolia, that's this. That's this. I was like telling them all
1: about it. The Arboretum that I work at, um, we have some really nice Magnolias. Um, And there are like, I was actually driving over here. There are people who have like one really nice Southern Magnolia in every single yard. And I'm like, wow, all right. That's what we
0: do here. (laughs) There's just like
1: one really nice Magnolia. And I'm like, all right.
0: for listening on our holiday special and our first guest of the year on the next episode we're having a quarterly episode that we're trying to do we're going to talk about current events again so you get to hear us rant about horizon forbidden west and batman at least i don't know what chris is planning but those are my two heavy hitters um also oh Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna like actually intro you
1: in. Oh yeah, you can do that.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh wait, no, have I have outline. to cold. No, I have to cold open. Oh, you do. Okay. It's me. Right, so I there forgot. is no introing it. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, we already <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, no, no, no. Krista right. has a cold open. Not that, it's not that big of a deal. Cold um, open.
1: We're gonna, gonna go way back. You're gonna back. have
0: to delete yourself. <laughs> what? You're gonna have to delete yourself. Why'd you do that? <laughs> what did I do? You said your mom's name? No, my mom is not named Monty Don. Oh, okay. <laughs> she would love that. She she's not Monty it. Don. Okay,
1: sorry. I mean, I guess half of
0: that is. It's D O N. Yeah, Don, not Duane.
1: Dwan. 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 I mean, when I was a child, like literally the the Nintendo sixty four was like the newest console. And I wasn't, like, allowed to play it for more than, like, 30 minutes. I wasn't
0: allowed to have it because it'd make me gay, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the well, n- the 90s now. were a fun time. <laughs> It was very easy to become gay. And, you know, speaking of which, you know, Luke, you married another man. And, you know, that's, like, about the gayest thing that you could do. It's so okay. pretty
1: good. And you had a Nintendo 64. <laughs> you so know, lining it's all lined up. Maybe your parents had it right. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I mean, I had a Nintendo 64 as well, but okay.
1: Goddamn Donkey Kong and Princess Peach. Four. I work at a better arboretum than Spring Grove Cemetery. haha, Eat that, Dave Gressley.